Hey everyone, it's Mike Andes, and you're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today we are going to be, I have a big announcement for me personally, and then I want to talk about how you hire people and the two ways we use in my companies to hire, find, and retain great talent. Before we get into today's show though, big thank you to today's sponsor, which is cashflowtool.com. And I told I introduced this company last time, Finograph from down in Seattle, a great startup that is in the fintech community there. And they have created a tool that integrates with QuickBooks. So if you have QuickBooks, this is a must-have integration with their uh, if you use the promo code bootcamp they're giving you a discount of five dollars a month and it's just a cheap tool that allows you to really forecast your cash flow so we talk about budgeting and we talk about you know what are forecasting the money that you're gonna make in this coming year as far as revenues and then also your expenses and things like that and really creating a budget for yourself and your company that's important knowing your numbers going forward things like that however when was the last time you had a forecast of your cash flows that is something that's very important because so many small business owners and so many small businesses go out of business because they hit a time that their cash flow is low and then something else happens. And literally that is where most small businesses owner small businesses reside is somewhere in the crosshairs of an, a moment in time when their cash flow is low and then they get hurt or their cash flow is low and a key employee leaves or their cash flow is low and a key vendor quits their business. So what I find is so oftentimes cash flow goes along with that other big thing that happens that makes people close their business down. And so I promise you this tool, if you have cookbooks, is going to really change your business because it forecasts your cash flow based upon your previous uh, expense history and it ties all your bank accounts into it. And so it really tracks it all and then knows where the money is going to be short and then when you're going to have excessive cash on hand. So check it out. Go to cashflowtool.com slash bootcamp, get a free trial and get a $5 per month discount just by using the bootcamp promo code. Now today, I first want to dive in uh, to really an announcement I've, I've, I'm not really 100% complete right now, but I want to tell you about it. And I'm buying another company right now. Uh, we are, we're gonna go, we've been through due diligence and everything like that. We're really just waiting on one last part from the landlord to kind of get everything finalized. So I'm buying a franchise, another franchise, and it's actually a place I used to work a gym. And I'm buying it because, as most of you know, I'm wanting to franchise my landscaping company at the end of this year going into 2019. And I want to be able to get the inside scoop, kind of the behind the scenes of how a successful franchise ha- operates and how the franchisor trains new franchisees and all that good stuff. So I am going to be going out of town for a couple weeks in May and then, no, sorry, yeah, in May and then in June uh, for franchisee training and all of this. And really, yes, it's a good business. Yes, we'll make money and things like that. But really, the objective is for us to get an inside scoop of how a franchisor works, the the, the, the whole process that I've been going through the past few weeks, several weeks um, in buying it and the, the transition and dealing with the franchisor and disclosure and legal stuff. And so it's been a really a great learning experience for me so far. And running the company, I think, is going to be really harmonious and 
with even my existing landscaping company and things because I still remember. So it's kind of a funny story because I worked at this gym back before I started my landscaping company. And so, and actually as I started my landscaping company, I was working part-time as a personal trainer at this gym, uh, just to make more, you know, put, get more money to pay for my bills. And then so that the company, I could just put money back in the, back into the business and so it's, it's it's kind of a funny thing, a serendipitous thing that I'm, I'm buying now buying that company. However, it's going to be more of a learning experience for me than anything. Uh, it's strategic too because the 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 owner of that company uh, that I'm buying out, I want to do business with him in the future, and so keeping that relationship open is is important to me. Uh, so that is kind of the new new cool thing that I'm doing right now. Uh, in July, we got some more stuff coming up. Uh, with other business things that I'm doing, and then uh, it's just gonna be a fun year, uh, and I'm really looking forward to what 2018, the next three quarters or half a year, whatever we have left, <laughs> has has in store. So I'm buying this company. Uh, I think I take ownership. It's gonna be probably the first week, if not the last week of June. So probably the first week of July, though, uh, that I'll be taking ownership, and so I'll be bringing in some new perspectives and things like memberships and subscription-based models and bringing out some cool things that uh, getting some more perspectives. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be away for franchisee training, and I'm sure I'll be learning a ton and hopefully be able to give you all some more value in, in that regard. So it's it's like I said, it's just I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of learning, and I really think it's going to translate over well to my business landscaping. Like I still remember the things I learned from working there that we still use in our company today because obviously a franchisor that has 4,000 plus locations has systems and procedures that work. And so if I can copycat some of those and use it in my landscaping company, it works. And so looking forward to that, looking forward to kind of taking the things that I've learned from the landscaping company and the marketing and the Facebook ads and the video stuff and taking that and then you know, dumping that into the, the gym and really increasing sales and, and all of that good stuff. So going to be a lot of fun. So that's my announcement. Now let's jump into the meat of the day's episode, and that is hiring people. People are the one thing in your business that is the greatest asset of your company. I've said that before. However, they're also the thing that it can also be the greatest downfall of a company. They really are the, the, the deciding factor. They're the fulcrum of your business, whether it teeters one way or the other, successful or bankrupt or and out of business. Is the people that show up to work every day in your business. And so how do, how do you find them? How do you hire them? And how do you retain them? These are three completely different topics, really, because... Finding great people is one category we could talk about for a very long time. How do you actually attract these people to your company? Then, how do you actually hire them? How do you make the offer? How do you interview them? How do you actually hire them? And then the third part is retaining them. How do you actually keep those people on those those the grade A, top of the line, key players? How do you keep them on your team long term? How do you keep them engaged? How do you keep them challenged? How do you keep their them motivated to come to work? for a long period of time so you don't have a big turnover. And so, you know, I'm doing a webinar for landscapers uh, about this topic later in May, May 20th, and but I wanted to kind of give a 30,000-foot view of my opinion right now of the two ways that we've used in our company to find, hire, and retain people. And so the first way that I've talked about here before is career fairs, and I, I'm a big believer in this, and 
basically what it allows you to do is get 40, you know, uh, as many applicants as you want, get them together in a room, give them some food, have a great evening, and present to them the history of the company, what the company's future is going to be looking like, uh, the goals of the company, what it's like to work with the company, what your culture is about, what the ideal candidate looks like, uh, and really give them a feel of what the job is going to entail, and make it more of a career fair where you're going to have a bunch of people and... The reason this is so effective, having this career fair, is it allows you to not have, it saves you so much time. It makes you, you don't have to go out and interview 40 people. You can have one hour presentation and weed out an enormous amount of people that aren't even right for the job, don't want to be out, you know, in, in your certain working conditions, wouldn't fit in with your culture, and really, you don't you don't have to spend an hour with every single one of those 40 people. You can spend one hour and weed out a big majority of them. So by the first way that we've done our, our hiring is career fairs, and we usually do this when we need multiple individuals right away, or we need a lot of individuals at, the, at a certain moment in time. And so for us in the landscaping industry, that is in the spring. And so we've had three career fairs this year. We get a whole bunch of people together. And how we do our career fairs is day one is that, what I just talked about, the, the, the evening presentation that I give. I ask, We have Q&A so people can ask questions about the company. And I have, a like I think it's like 12, 14 slides uh, all about the history of the company, what our plans are for the future, uh, and really just talking about the company, what the job entails, that the positions that we are looking for, things like that. That's that's day one, in day one of the career fair. And after that career fair, they can sign up for day two. And day two is actually for us. We do landscaping, and so what we do is the day two is actually they came up, they come out to the to the office and they work for like an hour. They get paid like minimum wage or whatever, uh, prevailing wage, and so uh, for that hour of time, and they work around the around the office doing like miscellaneous tasks, like nothing major, nothing technical, just enough for us to see how they work together, how they work as a team, do they have any work ethic, do they show up on time, and and it's an, it's amazing how few people from day one actually come to day two. Number one, because they've realized during the presentation they're not a cultural fit or the job isn't for them. Or two, they don't. They feel like it's weird that they have to come work and they're not. They weren't just offered a job, or that they weren't offered an even an interview at this point. And if people are going to leave, that's fine because they're not going to be the type of individual that is going to work well with our company. It's going to go the extra mile. That isn't going to, uh, you know, really like we do things differently at our company, and that's part of the career fair is weeding out individuals that are so stuck of stuck in the rut of you know send out a bazillion resumes, take a gazillion res, uh, interviews, and then hopefully they get a job. Like, we're trying to weed those people out. We're trying to get people that want to work with our company only and is are, are invested in, number one, that first night, the career fair, learning about the company. A lot of times, the really... The, the, the candidates that are successful will then after that go online, watch our videos, watch uh, more about the company, what type of projects we're doing. And then day two, they come, they work for an hour, they work around the shop doing miscellaneous tasks. Some of them are more laborious, some are more like just how, seeing how they operate and how they think about the process of completing a, a, a particular job, how they interact with the other candidates, how they interact with their superiors, which is our existing team that is directing them. And then day three, so after day two, they can then sign up for an actual interview. That's day three. So it's kind of amazing because day three is you know the interview. We've already seen them twice. Our whole team kind of has an idea of 
who these individuals are, who they like, who they don't like. And there's literally like 10 to 15% of people that actually will go from day one at the career fair all the way to the time where they actually are sitting down for an interview. And we don't even have to weed them out. We don't have to tell them not to come back. They just realize that's not the place for them. And it saves us an enormous amount of time. And it also shows the candidates how serious we are about the hiring process, that we aren't just going to try people out and then have a big turnover within our team, that we are actually dedicated to finding the right people and that we want people that are going to stay around for a long time and thereby we invest time, energy, resources, and three whole days to make sure that we find the right people. And so it's, it's a good message for them as well as saves us a lot of time, the career fair. And then literally... We interview them. We don't give them a job right away. We tell them, hey, we're going to call your references and all these things, and then we are going to talk as a team, and then we'll give you a call. So literally by the time they accept a job offer, they've been to the, the office four times. Day one is the career fair. Day two is the working around the shop career fair. The, day three is their interviews, and then day four they're coming to get their, a job offer. So they have come several times to our shop. They've got to know people. We've got to know them pretty good. we got to be able to see if they've shown up on time all four times um and like these are all things that are important to us and so that's the first way that we've always hired people really great when you're trying to take a massive amount of candidates and get out the few select chosen ones the other way that we 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 use and what we will use for the remainder of the year is a little more traditional uh however it's because we don't aren't trying to hire as many people all at once like we do during the spring and so we have adopted this new strategy of constantly be looking for people. So in the past, we would kind of, when we needed someone, we'd go out and try to find candidates, have a career fair, and then hire. Well, now what we're doing is, yes, we had three career fairs in the spring. We hired people. Now we are going to switch, though, where as, as applicants come in, we sort them, weed through them, and then interview them as as uh, as they come in and so we're always we're basically always hiring now uh literally we're putting stickers on all our trucks that says we hi are hiring and there's there's stickers that stay on there <laughs> and so we're always hiring the right people <laughs> it's not necessarily that we're always needing individuals but if they're the right individual we're gonna find a spot for them i'm gonna make sure we go get more sales if i'm finding the right people and so so we're really investing in in, in in this hiring process year round. And so now we're doing the second method of hiring is more traditional. And what it does is basically we have an online link where they got to go and they got to fill out certain information. And then we just give them a text box to talk about themselves. We ask them, you know, we just, we don't give them a lot of instructions. So you can actually check it out. If you go to Augusta Lawn Care Services, A-U-G-U-S-T-A, AugustaLawnCareServices.com slash careers. You can actually see what our candidates see. They basically just have a little blurb about the company and then several, you know, a very short form. And then the last text box basically says, hey, tell us about your experiences, your hobbies, a little bit about you and why you want to work at Augusta. And based upon how they write that one paragraph, really can determine show us a lot about that individual. If there's typos and if there's if it's like one sentence that says they need a job, um if it just is very 
put together in like two seconds or they copy and pasted the resume and it's not formatted because it's just a text box and it's all messed up. Like it shows they didn't show any thought. They probably didn't watch videos on, on our website and look around, research us. Those are the candidates that actually end up making it with our company. They're the ones that stick around. They're the ones that actually get through the hiring process and then we retain them for a long period of time is the individuals that have searched out, know what they're getting into and then spend sufficient time filling in that form like literally you can fill out the whole form like two minutes or you can spend 10 minutes and do a really good job of like actually explaining some of your experiences and explaining what your hobbies are and explaining things about you that would you know maybe you look good on a resume but explaining it in a very I didn't want it to be where they can just drop a file in and have a resume because literally i there are so many individuals that out there that want a job and they just send out like 50 resumes, hope something sticks, hope 10 of those people give them an interview and then hopefully they get a job. I don't want those individuals. I want the individuals that currently have a job, see that we're hiring, and then want to work for our company and go online. That's my objective. And whether or not we have attained that quite yet is, is debatable. But that's my objective is to where people that are working other jobs, see our trucks, see our company, see our website, and like, hey, I want to work for these people, and then come to our website and are willing to spend 10, 15 minutes filling out this form. That form then comes to our office. The office then gets to decide things like, if, is there a one-sentence response in that text box? Is there a bunch of misspelled words? Do they respond yes to things like, um, drugs and uh, smoking because we have a n- no smoking policy and we have obviously no drugs and they have to have pass a drug test and things like that. So if they responded incorrectly to those questions, like then obviously they're weeded out. And then looking at that text box, they can also weed people out. And I don't have any really anything to do with this part. They get to weed people out if they just know my criteria. And then from there, they're going to call them and kind of give them a, a short kind of, it's not an interview, but it, they are testing the, the candidate when they give them a call. And they're you know just kind of ref- talking about what was on, on their form, what was on their application, talking about that. And if they get bad vibes right off the bat, they are they can still weed them out. If they if they don't feel like they're going to be a cultural fit, if they're not communicating effectively on the phone, like these are things that most landscaping companies wouldn't really work for or look for in like a laborist position, but these are really important to us because we really are like the communication is so important to us. So things like someone not being able to talk on the phone very well, being disoriented or uh, you know, can't communicate effectively with the office person, they're going to weed it out. Now, if they're impressed, if the office person is impressed by their application in the form when they call them they're upbeat they are excited to work for us they have great answers for their questions and they uh, are you know that type of person that would work with our culture they will then set up an interview for me at that interview uh, you know obviously you can see you know do they show up on time how do they dress things like that but then at that interview I am, I've really switched the way I interview people now. I'm really, really dependent now on their references. And a lot of people don't give references on their resumes, uh, or at least if they do, there's maybe one or two references. What I have done now, instead of looking at their resume and even looking at what their references are, I basically, we sit down, we do our, our whole interview thing, and then when we come to work experience, I just basically work backwards from their most current employer and I just walk, you know, what was their second and the last one, the third one before that, the fourth one, whatever, however many places they've worked. And I get, all I want to know is how did the relationship end with that employer? And then two, so basically I'd say, okay, let's say this individual worked for three years, has just quit their job and is not wanting to work for us. I would be asking, okay, number one, why did you leave? 
And so they're going to, you know, there's always these, the, the, the cookie cutter answers. And then sometimes people give you like legitimate answers or like tell you a story or whatever it is. And what I'm trying to do is dig for the real answer. And sometimes that's not a bad thing. It's just circumstance and things like that. However, I'm digging for, I'm trying to find something that's going to disqualify them from being working for our team. For instance, if they were just five, if they were just, you know, they just quit a job and they've been working for a couple of years, I wonder what, what changed. A lot of times I'll say, well, I'm looking for new opportunities or I, I loved your company. I will, really want to work for you guys or something like that. However, then what I do is I say, okay, all right, I'm making notes here on, on my pad of paper. And then I ask them, okay, who was your manager or who was your, who do you report to at that job? And they will give me a name and then I will do make a point of making them spell out their that individual's last name. So I am writing notes. I will say, you know, Mr. Mr. Smith, you know, who was your direct report there? And I say, well, uh, Miss, uh, Miss, oh my goodness, I'm running out of names. Mr. Smith, you know, who, who is your uh, direct report? And he said, well, this, it was actually Miss uh, Sally, Sally over at, at that employer. I would then ask that individual, is that Dodd spelt with two D's or with one D? How do you spell that last name? I would write it down, and then I would say, would it be okay with you if I contact Miss Dodd and ask her for a reference check for you? That individual then say, oh, yeah, sure, maybe. Most times that's what they say, yes. And then the next question is really what's revealing. I ask them, so when I call Miss Dodd, uh, what do you think she would say? And then you see their eyes, like, if there's been a bad experience, you see their eyes, like, oh, they figure out, okay, I've been caught. Or, like, this is where they actually tell the truth because they realize you are really, they realize that I am very invested in actually making this call. And not, not if I call Miss Dodd, it's when I call Miss Dodd, what do you think she'll say about your performance at the company? And how do you think she's going to uh, respond about you leaving the company? Was there was it good, positive? Like, what do you think she's gonna say? And then you, if there was something negative, this happened literally last week. And I, when I said that, and I I, I I got the last name, made them spell it, and then asked if I could refer them and uh, use them as a reference check, and then and then said, what do you? Th- what will they say when I call them about your performance? It all of a sudden, the, the story of how they actually got fired came out. <laughs> and so before they had said it was difference of opinions and I didn't really fit well with the culture. So I just, I'm leaving. And then all of a sudden it changed once I asked this question and made it very clear. I'm going to be calling your boss. And all of a sudden the real story came out and it checks out. That's actually what happened. And they did, actually get fired and they were not just leaving because of differences of opinion or blah 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 it wasn't mutual they were fired and so uh that is and i call all the references so like that'd be step number one i'd then go to the next reference and i or the next job that they worked their previous experience work experience and i do the same thing what was it what what were you doing at that job who's your direct report what's their last name can you spell it out and then what will they say when i call them about your performance and then what will they say about you leaving and the experience during that time? And it's amazing. It's been it's been really really awesome. The the feedback I get from the candidate, and then when I call the employer, and I call every single one that I can, that they give me permission to, and they've never said no because they're they're in an interview, and they know that if they said no, there's gonna be dirt somewhere that they're trying to hide. So uh, and. I call every single one like as far as those reference checks. And this is what you're looking for when you do a reference check. You're looking for an employer or a manager to say something along the lines of, you will not regret 
you will not regret hiring this individual or they were the best employee our company's ever had. And the only reason they left is they had to move or they had a family thing or they need more money. So now they're looking for another job or something along the lines of where the, the relationship ended well and it didn't end in cursing or someone slamming a door or back, you know, backstabbing the, the employer or talking bad about them behind their back. Like that's what you don't want. And, and so you're looking for like literally if someone's references all say something along the lines of they're a great employee, they have great work, they show up, they're going to be the best uh, the best employee you ever hired, like literally they are going to get hired by that, that point. Cause they've already gone through all the other phases. They've gotten to the interview. They're now on reference check. Like if they, if I'm calling all the references and they are saying good things, they're going to get hired. And so I'm really changed. I've changed my interview process a lot for the second method and really relying heavily on the, the references, not just the, not just the calling of the reference, like the employers, more about how they communicate, the candidate communicates with me once I talk about their employers and I talk about how I am going to be calling them and what their experience was and seeing how they respond to that. It's been it's been great and I really look forward to using this more. I've only implemented this, this kind of a strategy for the second type of hiring process that we've used and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it works and we've already hired one last week was the first individual that we hired using that method because we've been doing career fairs all spring and uh it takes a little more time because you do have to interview more people however if you have a good weeding out system with the office and things and you have a form online and not just a copy paste resume you'll be able to, you'll be able to cut a lot of those people out and then you'll you but you will it does take more time than a career fair it does take more time cuz i probably interviewed probably 8 9 people last week and got the one and so our, our goal is to continue doing that, probably hire one a month. That's our kind of our goal right now. And so if I have to interview, you know, 20 people a month, yes, it takes more time, but we're not going to be able to get as many candidates together to make a career fair as we have in the spring. And we did like three of those career fairs and, you know, you get 20, 40 people in, in a career fair and still get to know each person. And so it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, um, I'm looking forward to what 2018 has in store with the landscaping company, the franchising thing. We got a conference I'm scheduling in January of 2019. More details on that to come probably next week. And uh, it's just a lot going on. The gym, getting you know buying the gym has been a like a very you know cool thing. It's gonna be a very weird experience. I think the, my first day when I walk back in there uh, and. I hold the keys to the gym I used to work for, but uh, it's, it's it's just a lot of fun, and I hope that the experiences that I have, I'll be able to pass some of that information along to you, and as as I grow the company, my landscaping company, the gym, the online stuff, the course, things like that, this is what the most important thing is, is hiring people, and that's what I want to talk about today, those two methods that I'm talking about, career fairs, and then reference checking on those, oh, those interviews is so so key because finding individuals to fill all the roles are, is 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 going to become more important as I get more companies and more things start happening more I have to start juggling more balls I have to start figuring out how can I hire great people that can do the things that within the all these companies and how do I manage a landscaping company and a gym and two podcasts and an online course and not just managing them, but how do I find people and train people and create systems and procedures to run these companies 
and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think this is a, a great episode that I'll look back at and kind of know that this is kind of like a really great transition for my career as far as getting multiple industries now involved within my kind of repertoire of companies that I own. And it's something that I'll always do. I won't always, I won't never have, I'll never have just like one thing I'm doing. Um, they'll always be like, the landscaping company is obviously like a pillar financially and things like that. But, you know, I have the podcast and the course and now the gym and I have other stuff I'm doing. And the conference is kind of going to be really, really, really cool. And uh, so I have other things I'm doing on the side that kind of like feed the entrepreneurial hunger. Uh, but then, uh, you know, obviously focusing on the pillar as well. So it's a lot of fun. And hiring people is really the, the key ingredient that I have been focusing on right now in my career and finding people to take positions within the organization of leadership, of management, and things like that is is super crucial. So I hope I hope you're along for the ride. I hope you get to kind of tune in and check on me once in a while at least if, and uh, just kind of see where I'm at and hopefully I can uh, share with you my experiences and help you learn something for your small business. Again, if you have a question on how to start, grow, or save your business, go to businessbootcamppodcast.com. You can fill out the application there, or you can just send me an email at businessbootcamppodcast at gmail.com and ask your question on how to start, grow, or save your business. Again, this is Mike Annies. You've been listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Until next time, be great, because nothing else pays. <laughs>